A few days ago on January 10th, 2020, the Sultanate of Oman suffered the loss of their beloved father and founder, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos, and the rest of the world suffered the loss of one of the greatest leaders of our day and age. Today, I want to take a few moments to remember and commemorate the life of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos and also take a lesson from his leadership and his wisdom that he has led the great nation of Oman with for the past almost 50 years. Hello, my name is Lucas Grobot and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. When my wife and I first came to the Middle East. It was the summer of 2012, and we really didn't know anything about anything. We didn't know much about uh, the region. We didn't know much about Oman. We had some friends who invited us to take a trip and to visit and to see what life was like there in Oman. So we took them up on the invitation, and we we came out for a couple of weeks. And I remember landing for the first time in Oman. It was late at night. And uh, I remember the, the the sweltering heat, but I also remember the beautiful culture. I remember the, the magnificent buildings and the, the feeling of peace and serenity, the, the feeling of uh, kindness in the culture and in the land and in the people. And during that, that time in 2012, my wife and I, we were married. We were pregnant with our first child. We didn't know even if it was a boy or a girl. We actually found out on that trip in Oman that we were having a boy. But uh, we would talk to our friends and other people, and it it wouldn't take long in the conversation before His Majesty Sultan Qaboos came up. And everyone that I talked to, everywhere I turned, would always talk with such reverence and generosity and kindness about His Majesty Sultan Qaboos, they would talk about him with such honor. When His Majesty Sultan Qaboos came into power in 1970, uh, after a bloodless coup overthrowing his father with the help of the British forces, at that time there was only about six kilometers of paved road. There were no secondary schools. There was no electricity. There is no technology. There is only one hospital at that time in the entire nation. And Sultan Qaboos came in and revolutionized the country and the culture. He brought in infrastructure. He brought in free education. He brought in secondary schools. He brought in healthcare and hospitals. The infant mortality rate was atrocious at that time. But he brought in hospitals, free health care to serve the people, to, to give them jobs. They, they were uneducated and illiterate, fishermen, pearl divers. But he brought in industry to bring the people out of total abject poverty into the modernized world of the 21st century. And so my friends would 
tell us these stories. They would talk about his humility. They would talk about the kindness that he would have. They'd talk about his tolerance and acceptance of of all peoples and all, all cultures. And we were amazed and astounded at how well everyone thought of and revered and spoke of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos. And I think it was knowing this man's great leadership and reverence that that really played part in my wife and I making the decision to move to Oman in 2013, just about a year later from our first visit. And when we moved there, it that that story, that narrative continued. Everyone that we talked to, every Omani that we talked to would always talk about him with such reverence and love from their heart as if they were they were talking about their father. Um, you know, Sultan, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos founded the nation before when it was under his father's reign, it was Muscat and Oman. But when he came in and began reigning in 1970, he did away with Muscat and Oman, and he, he united the country in the Sultanate of Oman. And even though this may seem like a small thing, I think it was a, a big thing in picture into the way that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos thought about his people, thought about the land, and thought about how to bring unity and peace and serenity to his people and prosperity to his people in his land in ones in, in a way that was not divided between the haves and the have not, but saying we are united together as Oman. We are united together as a people, even though we're comprised of many different tribes, we are we are one people and we stand united. And I think that is evident through throughout all of his leadership over the last almost 50 years, 49 years. So when, when we moved and we were talking to people, that, that narrative just persisted. And I remember um, having conversations with, with my friends of, you know, what would happen in, you know, heaven forbid in, in th- that this day would come. You know, what would happen to the nation? What would happen? And there was a sense of, you know, fear. And people really, we didn't like to talk about it because we knew the day would would come at some point. Um, But we knew that it would be such a sorrowful day for the land, for the region, for the people. Um, The loss of a a father like His Majesty Sultan Qaboos. And sadly, that day has come. Um, But with it, I think uh, in this episode, I would like to celebrate the leadership and life of Sultan Qaboos, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos. And, and there's a couple things that, as I have reflected over the past few days on, uh, on His Majesty, on his leadership, there, there are three things that have really stuck out to me. Um, I know I'm an, an outsider coming with this perspective. Um, so I don't think that this is the uh, end-all, be-all, and I'm not even going to try to elaborate on the entire history of His Majesty, but there are just three three things that has stood out to me as I reflect on the history of the nation of the Sultanate of Oman and on the leadership, the wise leadership 
His Majesty Sultan Qaboos. And the first one was when His Majesty Sultan Qaboos came into power in 1970. As I mentioned, he revolutionized the country. He brought in infrastructure. He brought in electricity. He brought in roads. He brought in healthcare. He brought in education. But he also did away with some things. And the, in the first year of his reign, he abolished slavery. And I think it could have been easy to say, well, we're going to deal with that a couple of years down the line. You know, this is right now it's helpful for our economy. We don't want to make too many sudden changes. But His Majesty Sultan Qaboos stood for equality of people. He stood for righteousness and justice in his land. And he stood for humanity. And I think there's, there's probably in some ways an unpopular decision in that time, a, a drastic change. And he probably had some opposition. There's probably some people who didn't like the decision as it affected people's economics. But he knew that the country needed to be, to have a foundation of of justice, to have a, a righteous foundation, one that respected the equality of people. And you can see that in the fabric of the Sultanate of Oman today and the culture of the Omani people today, one that says we have a, a respect and a dignity for people, for all people. And I think that is one of, one of the lessons that we can learn from his leadership and apply to our lives, apply to our family, whether we're leading a team, whether leading our family, whether it's how we interact with our coworkers or how we're leading our organizations. It's one, realizing that if we have inequality in our leadership and we're, we're okay with leveraging one group for the sake of another group, that our foundation will be weak, that there'll be mistrust, that there will, will be fractures in our foundation. And so the first thing would be his, his care for his people, both those who were marginalized and those who were oppressing them and saying, no, we're going to have an, an equal society. Um, another thing that he, he did was in those first couple of years, he, he cared for his flock he wasn't like his father in hoarding the money for his own gain, really having a strong hand of power and control. But instead, he said, how can I serve my people? How can I give them infrastructure? How can I give them healthcare? How can I give them education? How can I set them up to function in the world that is coming in the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 50 years? And he did that, and I think it would have been easy for him to do it almost halfway, to not fully go in in, in a selfless way to build up the country and infrastructure as he did, but he prioritized the needs of his people, so much so that even during the Arab Spring in 2011, when all these other countries were, were you know, demanding that their leaders leave, the, the only demands that the, that the Omani people had was, hey, we want a little bit better pay and we want some, some corruption to be dealt with. But no one was demanding the removal of the beloved 
leader, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos. And I think that is exemplary. I think that really shows that the way that he had led even up to that point was one that respected the needs of the people and put the needs of the people first. And so I, I'm clumping those two in together, the, the, the abolishing of slavery, the, the humble, kind, and generosity towards his people, and how he took care of his flock, all kind of as one, putting the, the needs of the people in equality in the forefront of our leadership, both in our in our families. So how, how does this happen? It's we as leaders, whether of, of ourselves or of our organizations, we have to first think of what is going to serve the whole, the group, best and first and foremost, not what will serve our agendas or our needs. So I think that's the first lesson we can take away from his majesty's life and leadership and reign and rule over the Sultanate of Oman. The second one that I am so glad that that his majesty Sultan Qaboos did was he made sure that Oman remained neutral in its relations, not only in the region, but in the globe. And by neutral, it didn't mean that he didn't Engage. It didn't mean that he isolated, but it did mean that he didn't pick sides. And my mom, as I grew up, would always tell me, don't pick sides. When someone is, is complaining to you about someone else or, or wanting you to side with them against another party, you should always defend the other party that's not present. You should always be that peacemaker. You know, blessed are the peacemakers. And his Majesty Sultan Qaboos in Oman, historically in this region, has been a peacemaker, brokering peace across the region, not siding with one country over another, not siding with Iran and not siding with the West, not siding with Saudi, not siding with Qatar, not siding with, with the UAE. But they're really, as, as it has been said, the Switzerland of the Middle East. And His Majesty Sultan Qaboos did so by having open dialogue with all parties, even going as far as meeting and inviting the Prime Minister of Israel to come and visit and to sit down and talk with him. I mean, these are not small steps. These are radical steps that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos took to become one who could broker peace in the region. This is not just one of, of passivity, but it was one of, of active peacemaking and peace building. And I think in our lives, in our leadership, in our teams, in our families, that is something that all of us can take away and practice. Not in saying, okay, well, I'm going to be passive and I'm just going to sit out. I'm going to let you two fight it out. But it's actually quite a proactive step and it's much harder than taking one side or the other. But His Majesty Sultan Qaboos was able to do that. He was able to engage with both sides of disagreements and say, how can we bridge our differences? How can we find healthy gates and healthy transactions? How can we build peace in the region for the betterment and prosperity of both parties and the world? And that is... Um, a rare, rare quality and trait to find in the world today 
among global leadership. And that is something that is um, going to be wonderfully remembered about His Majesty's life and legacy and also sorely missed in the world. The, the last thing that I have loved and I think will also be greatly remembered of the, the legacy of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos is his love for culture, beauty, and the arts. It was said that His Majesty was a vivacious reader. He loved reading. He loved music. He built the Oman Opera House. He, he commissioned entire symphonies of Oman to be written, which I've listened to. It's just beautiful, and you can feel the narrative, the story, and the culture of Oman woven right into that music. He, he employs the, an Omani orchestra where – in 1986, he set up this Omani orchestra and Omanis who were trained and and uh, brought up to play in this orchestra. And he encouraged the arts across the entire nation, encouraging the youth to step into the arts. And I think that is one of the things that is easy to be forgotten, especially as we grow in leadership, as we we our plates become more and more filled. Our, our our margins become smaller and smaller. And there's crisis. There's this political thing. There's this drama. There's this financial need or model or crisis that's happening in our company, in our family. And it's easy to get crowded out with the seriousness of life. It's easy to get crowded out with the needs of people around us, the needs of our team, the needs of our family. And we can get swept up into the, yeah, the seriousness of life and forget about the beauty of art, the beauty of culture, the beauty of music, the beauty of poetry and writing. And that was something that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos never forgot and never let go of and something that he actively encouraged and actively promoted and act actively put finances and resources behind in the Sultanate of Oman. And I think that is one of the reasons that Oman is so beautiful as a culture, as a country, as a, as a place of the arts, and even is thought of as a place of great artistic beauty and great beauty even in nature. Um, it's because of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos's uh, focus and attention and not neglecting that part of life and that part of the human soul. And that leads me to my final point where I think we need to not forget that in our life. We need to put our elbows out and remember that the art, the beauty of nature, the beauty of music, the beauty of literature is something that we need to keep before us in our personal life, in our family life, in our organization, and encouraging and nurturing that creativity in those that we lead, as that will help us remain soft, that will help us re 
see the beauty of life and not just get caught up in power plays or money or trying to scramble and grab onto the next thing, but it causes us to slow down with gratitude and thankfulness for the relations and the family and nature, those things around us that are inherently free, but we can and really bring us so much life and joy and and uh, pleasure in this world, but can be easily so overlooked as we become plagued and swamped with the the worries of today. It's because of this that I am confident and grateful for His Majesty Sultan Qaboos' choice of who his successor would be, even the way that he went about choosing his successor. Um, for those of you who are not from the region, who don't know, um, he actually didn't announce who his successor to the throne would be, as he has no natural heirs to the throne. He was going to choose one of his cousins. And instead of announcing it before his death, he wrote it in two sealed envelopes, and then the the family would have three days to be able to decide on who they would want to put in place. And if they did not decide on and have agreement on the next successor to the throne, then the letter would be opened and his majesty's choice would be revealed to the nation and that individual would be placed as the next sultan. But what I... I love, and I think it's evident of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos' leadership and how he led his people in, in a way that everyone loved him so much that instead of the family um, fighting and trying to decide who would become the next sultan of Oman and putting the nation in, in anxious turmoil, waiting to know who would win out in the debate Right away, they said, you know what? We are not going to make the decision. We want the decision of His Majesty Sultan Qaboos to be put forth. And so they didn't wait three days of debating, of, of partisan uh, politics, but they opened the letter right away. And His Majesty Sultan Qaboos appointed the former Minister of Heritage and Culture um, His Majesty Haitham bin Tariq. And I am confident in this choice because of the fact that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos was such a lover of the arts and the heritage of Oman and beauty and didn't focus necessarily on things of political power and nature and trying to grow into a, a superpower that had leverage in the world, but instead the country was focused on the simple things in life that really nourish us as humans, the, the music, the arts, the heritage, the culture, the slowing down, the sitting, the talking, the relationships, and actively building peace in the region, not based on Oman's superiority or power or influence, but based on how can we serve others? How can we serve the region for peace? How can we continue in those very first steps that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos took back in 1970 to abolish slavery and to build the infrastructure of the, of the country and to serve its people? How can we continue in that manner into this next era of Oman's history? 
and I look forward with great expectation to His Majesty Haitham bin Tarak as he leads this great humble nation of Oman into a new era of of creativity, of prosperity, a new era of of highlighting the arts, of building up the youth, of moving the nation away from dependency on oil and building up the private sector, his, uh, his vision for 2040. I'm excited and expectant for what God has for this nation in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So as we close today and we reflect on the legacy of this great man, of this father, His Majesty Sultan Qaboos, I love to see that his legacy goes beyond just his life. But he set the nation up to succeed without him. And this is something that all good fathers do. They don't just think of how, they can, how their sons and daughters can succeed when they're around and making sure they have a good name. But they do everything that they can so that their children will far surpass what they have been able to reach and attain in their life. And it is evident that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos had that in his mind and engineered and, and laid the foundation for the Sultanate of Oman to far exceed anything that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos could have done in this life. And so that is the final takeaway for us. Let us live our life in a similar manner. Let us love our children and pour into our employees and lead our teams in a similar matter, manner to set them up so that even in the case, in the instance, the day that we are no longer present, that they would be able to go so much further and beyond the vision that we had and go so much further and beyond to run with what we've given them in a greater measure, in a greater manner in the decades to come. That is all for today's episode. Remember, you are a change maker. And if you own your story the way that His Majesty Sultan Qaboos owned his story, you can own and shape the future.